welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last week. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined again by Kieran Howes, Deputy Editor at Executive Grapevine Digital Media. So welcome back, Kieran. Pleasure to have you here again. Thank you very much. It's uh, fantastic to be here, especially talking about an issue that is so important. Yes, absolutely. In this week's episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about burnout and particularly how this may impact the HR function itself. A wealth of statistics out there have noted a general increase in burnout due to the pandemic. For example, research from LinkedIn's Glint found that burnout doubled from 2.7% in March to 5.4% in April. And according to the research, those employees that are struggling to balance personal and professional lives, whether it's due to factors such as childcare or caring responsibilities, were 4.4 times more likely to display signs of burnout. But it's not just employees that could be feeling burnt out. HR also could be feeling it themselves. Of course, the people function has been at the forefront of the pandemic, whether it's keeping up to date with, you know, changing employment law, making tough decisions regarding furlough and redundancy, or overseeing the move to remote work at the beginning of the pandemic. For many HR professionals, I'm sure workloads have crept up to ensure that employees have everything they need and that the business can survive through the pandemic. And according to Mayo Clinic, org job burnout risk factors can include things such as having high workload or like work-life balance so it's definitely important that hr does everything it can to ensure that they themselves are not getting burnt out before it's too late but kieran before we get started with the podcast what is the real impact of burnout well so if- As you said, it's HR's job to make sure that they're preventing burnout within their companies. But the mental and physical well-being of HR itself is so often overlooked. At a time like this, when there's masses of pressure being put on the shoulders of HR, whilst the function navigates through the coronavirus pandemic, burnout is a very, very real threat. Last year, the World Health Organization officially classified burnout as what it calls an occupational phenomenon. And I guess that essentially means a workplace illness, but in different words. It classifies burnout as a syndrome conceptualized by resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed and says that it's characterized by three key factors, really. Those are the feeling of energy depletion or exhaustion increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job and finally reduced professional ability. So in essence, being exhausted at work all the time, never feeling like you can catch up and really actually taking a lot of time to do simple tasks, that kind of thing. I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people at the moment. So in essence, burnout seems to affect every area of your professional life. And studies like one from Gallup that I found before this conversation show that it can lead to significant illness, which may actually require time away from work to overcome. Um, Yeah, what you were saying about burnout, um, this aligns with a story that we ran a couple of weeks ago about a HR partner who broke down over burnout and too much work in a post to the online forum Reddit. 
And in a post titled Help Burning Out, the HR partner explained that they were relatively new to the HR field. They worked in a lean department and felt that they had too much work assigned to them. And to illustrate how hefty the workload was, the HR practitioner wrote on Reddit, if I pulled 60 plus hour weeks, I could never handle my to-do list. I feel like I'm running on a hamster wheel and can feel myself burning out. I feel like I spend more time putting out fires than being able to take my time and do things the best I can. Later in the post, the anonymous HR person admitted that the way things were going was not sustainable, which, of course, is correct, and then asked others in the field for advice. And another Reddit user suggested that the HR partner brings up with their line manager to ask whether working at this pace would be an ongoing expectation and also to find out from their manager if more people would be brought into the team to lighten the workload. And while the post didn't explicitly cite coronavirus, as I said earlier, during this time, the HR function has very much been at the centre of the pandemic. And um, of course, workloads have increased. So with that being the case, what can the HR function actually do to prevent burnout themselves? Yeah, um, actually, I, I really recently caught up with Nikki Sahota, who is the head of people at the Mexican restaurant chain Tortilla the company was massively affected by burnout, as was a lot of the dining and retail industries. And like in many other companies, uh, HR took the brunt of that stress, finding a route forwards and ensuring that its people were impacted as little as possible. We had a really very open and frank conversation, and Nikki shared some eye-opening perspectives. She told me that uh, I think it's actually more likely that HR would suffer from burnout in situations like COVID than other functions, because even in your personal life, when you have a friend that needs support, it wears on you a little. That's HR's job, and that's day-to-day -day life in the field. It's definitely more of a risk in HR, and I think a lot of people will resonate with what she's saying there. But Nikki did offer some solutions, whilst she noted that all employees going through hard times may benefit from counselling, and that is actually something that Tortilla has uh, as a policy. She believes that HR needs to be able to look inward and identify the signs of burnout in itself, and then, you know, have the ability to do something about it. She said, two or three weeks ago, I hit a wall and I couldn't think straight and I needed to do something about it. So I spoke to the MD who put measures in place to ensure that I was OK. Recognising that in yourself is essential, she concluded. Yeah, so that's actually, you know, really aligned with the advice that you mentioned a little further up, that actually people do need to be looking out for HR as well. And if that workload is too much and HR identifies that, um, something needs to be done about it. Absolutely couldn't agree more. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content. Whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgrapevine.com. 